0: Welcome back to the Hemingway List program. Talking about John Cuts, Lord Cuts. Oh, Johnny Cuts, Lordy Cuts, boy. I thought that this poem was quite pretty, but I didn't really know if it had some deep meaning that I was missing um, or what the meaning of it really was. Swim says the mum of fishy said, based on the link below, this ditty. It's basically a generic love poem. I tend to agree. It is pretty, but it's vapid. So there you go. Maybe I did understand it. To me, it was just a love poem, uh, and it was pretty, but I thought I was missing something. I thought it was about something, but not really. Lieutenant General John Cutts was an English poet and a British soldier says Swim said the Mummer Fishy John Cutts is a minor figure in English literature nevertheless he played an important part in many other activities of his time a companion of William upon the princes coming to England in 1688 he remained a trusted friend of the king throughout the reign note the reign of the King William III and Queen Mary II came after James II was overthrown in the glorious revolution we are still in the Stuart era A hero in many battles, he was also active in politics. For 14 years, he was governor of the Isle of Wight, and for over 13 years, he sat in parliament. Okay. Um, according to current practice, some of Cutts' verses likely circulated in manuscript before their publication. At the date of his first published poem, he already had a reputation as a writer of verse as well as that of a soldier. Um... Well there you go, it's a strange crossover, soldier slash poet, probably not actually, probably quite common, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, they were different times weren't they, they were different times, everyone was a bloody poet. Today's bloody poet <clears throat> is a gentleman by the name of Matthew Pryor, born 1664, died 1721, and the poem is called The Question to Lisetta. What nymph should I admire or trust, But Chloe beauteous, Chloe just? What nymph should I desire to see, But her who leaves the plain for me? To whom should I compose the lay, But her who listens when I play? To whom in song repeat my cares, But her who in my sorrow shares? For whom should I the garland make? But her who joys the gift to take, and boasts she wears it for my sake. In love I am not fully blessed, Lizetta pretty, that tell the rest. Lizetta's reply, sure, Chloe just and Chloe fair, deserves to be your only care. But when you and she to-day far into the wood did stray, and I happened to pass by, which way did you cast your eye? But when your cares to her you sing, but dare not tell her whence they spring, Does it not more afflict your heart That in those cares she bears a part? When you the flowers for Chloe twine, Why do you to her garland join? The meanest bud that falls from mine, Simplest of swains the world may see, Whom Chloe loves and who loves me. Oh, touché, Lisetta. This one's called To a Child of Quality, Five years old, 1704, the author then forty. Lords, knights, and squires, the numerous band, That wear the fair Miss Mary's fetters, Were summoned by her high command To show their passions by their letters, My pen amongst the rest I took, Lest those bright eyes that cannot read Should dart their kindling fire And look the power they have to be obeyed. Nor quality, nor reputation Forbid me yet my flame to tell, Dear five years old, befriends my passion, and I may write till she can spell. For while she makes her silkworms' beds, with all the tender things I swear, whilst all the house in my passion reads, in papers round her baby's hair, she may receive and own my flame, for though the strictest prudes should know it, she'll pass for a most virtuous dame, and I for an unhappy poet. Then too, alas, when she shall tear t- 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 the rhymes some younger rival sends, she'll give me leave to write, I fear, and we shall still continue, friends. For as our different ages move, 'tis so ordained, would fate but mend it, that I shall be past making love when she begins to comprehend it. <laughs> um... <laughs> a child of quality five years old When the author was 40 Phil, That poem is <laughs> Did not What the What did we just read? So he's basically saying Man It's a shame By the time you're old enough To make love I'll be too old too And he's having that sentiment About a five year old Uh Moving right along, <laughs> this one's called "Song." The merchant, to secure his treasure, conveys it in a borrowed name. Euphelia serves to grace my measure, but Chloe is my real flame. My softest verse, my darling, Lear upon Euphelia's toilet lay. When Chloe noted her desire that I should sing, that I should play, my lyre I tune, my voice I raise, but with my numbers mix my sighs. And while I sing Euphelia's praise, I fix my soul on Chloe's eyes. Fair Chloe blushed, Euphelia frowned. I sung and gazed, I played and trembled. And Venus to the loves around remarked how ill we all dissembled. This one's called On My Birthday, July twenty-one. I, my dear, was born today, so all my jolly comrades say, they bring me music, wreaths and mirth, and ask to celebrate my birth, little alas my comrades know, that I was born to pain and woe, then to thy denial, to thy score, better I had never been born, I wish to die, even whilst I say, I, my dear, was born today. I, my dear, was born today, shall I salute the rising ray, while spring of all my joy and woe? Clotilda thou excuse me <clears throat> Clotilda, thou alone dost know. Shall the wreath surround my hair, or shall the music please my ear? Shall I my comrade's mirth receive, and bless my birth and wish to live? Then let my sea great Venus chase Imperious anger from thy face. Then let me hear the smiling say, Thou, my dear, were born today. This one's called The Lady Who Offers Her Looking-Glass to Venus. Venus, take my votive glass, since uh, I am not what I was. What from this day I shall be, Venus, let me never see. This one's called A Letter, Subtitle: To Lady Margaret Cavendish Holds Harley When a Child. My noble, lovely little Peggy, let this, my first epistle, beg ye. At dawn of morn and close of even, to lift your heart and hands to heaven, in double duty say your prayer, our Father first, then not repair. And, dearest child, along the day, in everything you do and say, obey and please my Lord and Lady, so God shall love and angels aid ye. If to these precepts you attend... No second letter need I send, and so I rest your constant, friend. For My Own Monument As doctors give physic by way of prevention, Matt, alive and in health, of his tombstone took care, for delays are unsafe and his pious intention may haply be never fulfilled by his heir. Then, take Matt's word for it, the sculptor is paid, That the figure is fine, pray believe you are an eye. You said, but lightly, what more be said? For we flatter ourselves, and teach marble to lie. Yet counting as far as to fifty his years, His virtues and vices were as other men's are. High hopes he conceived, and he smothered great fears, In a life party coloured, half pleasure, half care. Nor to business a drudge, nor to faction a slave, he strove to make interest and freedom agree in public employment, industrious and grave, and alone with his friends, Lord, how merry was he, now in epic ec, equipage, stately now humbly on foot, both fortunes he tried, but to neither would trust, and whirled in the round as the wheel turned about, he found riches and wings, had wings, and new man was but dust. This verse, little polished, though, mighty sincere, Sets neither his titles nor merit to view It says that his relics collected lie here, And no mortal ye knows to if this may be true. Fierce robbers there are that infest the highway, so Matt may be killed and his bones never found, falls witness at course, and fear tempest at sea, so Matt may yet chance to be hanged or be drowned. If his bones lie in earth, roll in sea, fly in air, to fate we must yield, and the thing is the same. And if passing thou givest him a smile or a tear, he cares not yet, prithee, be kind to his fame. All right, that's our poems by Matthew Pryor. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow.